Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 26, 2021. And today we've got a very special interview with Detroit Red Wings radio voice, Ken Cal. We talk with Ken about the start of the season, what the new, uh, what, what life has been like for him under the, the restrictions, how he's enjoyed broadcasting in an empty arena, his thoughts on how the boys played through their first six games and just a whole lot of other stuff. The Lions, the Packers. Uh, it's a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I am Detroit sports editor Nolan Bianchi. Today, as always, we've got longtime Red Wings fan and a kidney stone survivor, Ethan Smith, co-hosting today. Ethan, what's going on? Happy Tuesday. How's Thanks. it going? Yeah, great day. Good Tuesdays. I also had fun in this interview. I like to put that out there. <laughs> and if you have fun in this interview, you being the listeners at home, be sure to press subscribe because we've got more great interviews on the way. Uh, we like to hit up the broadcasters every now and then. We like to hit up all your favorite media personalities uh, from time to time as well. So subscribing is the only way to make sure that you don't ever miss an episode and that it's downloaded and ready for you. Waiting each morning on your morning commute because we are a daily show. We do five episodes a week and uh, you don't want to miss us. Before we get into uh, the interview, though, I do want to kind of touch on what the schedule is going to look like for the rest of the week. It's unfortunately going to be a little weird for post-game recaps and stuff like that because of the fact that they are playing in Dallas. They do start at 8.30 instead of 7 o'clock or 7.30 or whatever it may be. Um, and Ethan has a hockey game on Tuesday. So who I, I, I'm not really sure when they're playing in Dallas, I think is the only time that this is going to affect us uh but ethan gets up early for work and it's it's just a little bit too late for him to stay up and you know sorry we, we gotta we, we gotta respect that so with that being said uh he has a beer league game during the tuesday game and then uh i'm i guess i'm not sure if we'll do a post game pod after thursday's game ethan that don't mean to put you on the spot but thursday thursday night they play it. maybe you ready to go Oh, we'll see. Maybe it's like Friday junior. So I guess I could stay up a bit longer. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll update you guys on Thursday what the plan is for that. Uh, but we've got the interview today. We're going to be doing more of kind of an evergreen episode tomorrow because we're going to have to record before the game starts. Uh, and then we'll, we'll recap Thursday and then Friday at this point in time, kind of up in the air, like we just said. So enjoy the interview with Ken Cal. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Red Wings. Follow me on there at Nolan Bianchi, Ethan on there at Ethan Smith. Uh, it's another great way to make sure that you never miss an episode. We also live tweet, put out highlights for every game, stuff like that. So you do not want to miss it. I think that's it. You can stop listening to me talk and start listening to Ken Cal talk. Here you go, guys. I mean, technically you're still talking. Yeah, but you know, not All right. as much. Okay. All right. Today's guest does not need much of an introduction, but we will give him one anyways. You know him. You love him, and I know you're all so happy to be hearing his voice again in the car on a cold winter night. He is the radio voice of the Detroit Red Wings and recurring guest 
here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. It is Ken Cal. Ken, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you. Always good to be with you guys. And, uh, you know, this is a great time of the year. Hockey is back and we're excited about calling Red Wing games. And uh, hopefully this team can be a little bit better this year than they were a year ago. Now, uh, we obviously do have a lot of hockey to get to, but I do follow you on Twitter. I know you're a big Lions fan. And so before we start with the Red Wings, I just have to ask because I had a great, great night on Twitter yesterday watching thousands of Packers fans for the first time in their entire lives having to cope with the idea that an official could swing the game late in the other team's direction. And it was, it was maybe my favorite moment of the year so far. You know what? Uh, I just think back of all the breaks Aaron Rodgers got as uh, when he was playing the Detroit Lions, that phantom face mask call. Remember that? And then he throws the Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. and the game should have been over the play before. But um, you know what? I, listen, I'm a Lions fan. I love the Lions. And uh, there's always that rivalry with Minnesota, Chicago and Green Bay. And I'm not a big Packers fan. And, and the reason why is because before Rodgers, there was Favre and for the last 30 years they beat the Lions up almost every Sunday <laughs> every time they played so you know what anytime anybody can beat them if the Lions can't beat them I'm wishing somebody else will so I'm, I'm all for Tom Brady and uh, I think it's gonna be a great Super Bowl with him and Mahomes so you know all power to them and may the best team win narratives and storylines galore as we head into uh, this unusual Super Bowl and things have been a little bit unusual uh, for you as well as you've started off this NHL season, but how does it feel to get back to LCA to call National League hockey games again and to just, you know, be settled in to your job for the first time in a year? You know what, Nolan, if you were to ask me last March the 10th or 13th, whenever we came back from Washington, uh, I, I thought it was going to be maybe a month, month and a half, and we'd finish out the regular season and then there would be the playoffs and then normal off season, we'd be back in September. I never thought it would be 10 months from the time that we left Washington to the time we started up again this year that we'd be calling Red Wing games 10 months later. So, um, you know, there's a lot of soul searching that goes on after all that time away from the game and you're working from home. And, you know, like I wasn't at LCA from March the 10th through, I don't know, till we got back really. So that's 10 months. Um, so you kind of missed the building. I had to leave breadcrumbs to find my way around to get back to the office. Again. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's, it's great to be back. And, um, you know, if you like hockey the way I like it and all the fans like it, it's great. The, the unfortunate part is that I wish the fans could partake in it as much as I am. Like when we do our home games live, uh, the road games are done from a studio inside Lost uh, LCA. Uh, I miss the fans. I really do. Because um, here I, I get a chance to call the game and see the live action, but the fans in Detroit, they really deserve to be back. And I'm hoping that sooner or later, once people get vaccinated, they'll be there and the arena will be full and they'll be able to see their hometown team play in front of the crowd again. Uh, how have things changed for you, whether it be in your prep or during the pod or during the broadcast, sorry, um, like on the road, whatever, you know, during the season? Well, nothing really changes as far as how, how I prepare for a game. I, I do the same things I did back last year, but, you know, for the most part, it's, um, it's an all-day experience, really. And, you know, we, we've added a few new programs to our streaming lineup on uh, redwings.com. Carly Johnston and me, we, we host a morning skate show, which is an hour long, and we try to give the fans uh, 
a little bit of an update of, as to where the game is going to go, who they're going to play. And so that's, that's every home game. Then Daniela, Bruce, and I do a four check show where we, we do a, maybe a 15, 20 minute pregame about what's going to happen in that night's game. So, you know, the, the prep is the same and, and we, it doesn't matter how it is now as it was maybe a year or two years ago. It's the same thing. It's a busy day. A lot of people think that you go to the uh, LCA and you, you, you get there at seven o'clock and then you're on the air at seven 30, you do the game and you go home. That's not it. I mean, I get there at nine 30 in the morning. I don't get home till midnight. So, so those are pretty long days, uh, you know, to be spent, but you know, it's very rewarding, very enjoying. And if you like it, it's, it's the way to be. I remember one real uh, this uh, quick side story, but a, a real eye-opening moment for me as as far as the professionalism and the prep goes of uh, people like yourself is when I was covering the GLI. This is a couple years ago where they did it all weird. I, the finals were on New Year's Eve. They had a, a semifinal, a final, and then they had to push everybody out and get the Red Wings back in. So Ken Daniels was covering the GLI final at like 3.30 and then the Red Wings game at 7.30. I got there to cover the, the, the consolation third place game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hear Ken calling the game. And I'm like, that's weird. I know this game's not on TV. And I looked down and he was just right below me. I was in the press box and he was just doing play-by-play of the game, like to just warm up. And, yeah. and he had seven to eight hours of broadcasting ahead of him. That, that was like such a, Okay. So that's, that, that is a true professional right there. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll I'll tell you to this day, I record every game and I listen to the entire broadcast after the game. So in other words, like last Sunday or this yesterday at 1230, uh, you know, we did the game against Chicago. And then this morning I got up and I listened to the game again, because you have to do that to stay on the top of your game. At least that's how I feel. That's how I've always done. So, so, you know, you, you have to record yourself just, just to make sure that you're, you're not falling in any traps or anything like that. And you want to stay sharp. And I think that's the way it's, you know, they always say it's, it's, it's easy to get there, but it's hard to stay there. You know, Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of people like to have your job, you know, I mean, let's face it. We have an outstanding job that, you know, only 30, 31 other radio guys have and, in the whole country, right. Or in, in, you know, in the, in the world. So, so you have to always remember that, you know what, you got to be at the top of your game and that includes practicing and making sure that you do your notes and, and that you follow the team and you're doing your daily due diligence. All right. Just got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about rock auto, With the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, folks, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. If something goes wrong with your car and you decide that you're just going to drive down to the auto store, you have to have a little bit of luck involved to get exactly what you want. But that's not the case with rockauto.com because their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or for your daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are always the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why on earth would you spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts that you can get at rockauto.com? And when you go to rockauto.com right now, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com, 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. It's just a little way that you can, you know, say thanks for opening up such a, a wide and inexpensive world of great auto parts. They've got amazing selection. They've got reliably low prices, and they've got all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> all right, before we get back into our interview with Ken Kelly, I have a very special announcement. You can now get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Just subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So this interview will be airing tomorrow. So Tuesday, uh, as we record uh, on Monday, the Red Wings are fresh off of a two-game series in Chicago that did not necessarily go well, to put it a little bit lightly. But I also think that a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter and online and just whatever have been really overreacting to the series because, like you mentioned on your pregame show yesterday, five-on-five, this team was the better team on Friday night against the Blackhawks. Sunday, obviously, that was just an avalanche of disaster, which is going to happen to time to time this season. Philly's gotten beat six to one twice already, if I'm remembering correctly. So I don't really, I'm, I'm trying really not to read too much into it, but I guess what were your impressions uh, of this series and maybe common misconceptions about the way that they played? Well, I thought the Red Wings actually played pretty well in the first four home games and uh, they didn't give up a lot of scoring chances. I thought they played well defensively and I thought their goalkeeping with Grice and Bernier was really solid. Um, I was disappointed because Chicago's confidence really was kind of thin. Mm-hmm. They, they, they went in that series against Detroit and uh, you know, they only won, they didn't win a game, I guess. I mean, they won one in, it got a point in the shootout, but um, you know, they, they weren't playing well. Their power play was good, but their, their even strength play wasn't uh, they weren't getting a lot of goalkeeping and then Lonkinen comes in and next thing you know, you yeah. know, he, he shuts the door on the Red Wings. But I really thought that the Red Wings gave away a couple of points in that two games because they had an opportunity there. If they could just play like they played in their home games, which I thought they played really solid they had the goalkeeping. They they won two, lost two, but they could have got more points than than what they got. I thought they were playing really well. And with that said, and I know the coaches will never use this, but when you lose five to six guys on the COVID protocol, now you're looking at depth. And let's face it, the Red Wings don't have a lot of depth. They they don't. They're working on it. They've got some young guys that are in the system that hopefully down the road will be really good Red Wings guys like Raymond and Valeno and uh, Mo Sider and Niederbach, all these guys, they're a little ways away, but you know, you look at this team now and if, if you lose six or seven guys, it doesn't matter if it's the Red Wings or anybody else, you're going to suffer a little bit. Yeah. So um, in that regard, I, I, I'm a little bit disappointed. I, th- I thought the Red Wings should have played better against Chicago. They didn't. And now they're going to go to a hornet's nest and play Dallas who won their <laughs> last two games. And I think, I think they've scored a lot. Great- seven or eight power play goals in in two games. So they got to stay out of the penalty box. That's for sure. What were some of the uh, biggest positives you took from the opening weekend, the homestand? Uh, Good question. I I thought that, 
you know, the Red Wings really competed well. And, and I thought defensively, what I like about this Red Wing team this year, as opposed to last year, is that they've got some defensemen now who are veteran players who, who have been through the battles. They've been through the wars. They don't get rattled inside their own zone. And they're, they're able to make the plays and get out of trouble. And last year, they had some players that were young and inexperienced and, and they turn the puck over time after time. And that results in goals against, I mean, in this league, you can't afford to stay in your own zone and play there the whole time this year, though, in the first four games, I thought the Red Wings, you know, had a way to, to get out of the zone and get the puck to the forward. So that was really kind of a surprise to me. Um, but then you lose John Merrill in the, in the COVID situation, you lose uh, Zadina up front and, and a whole host of others. And it's just difficult. It really is. So I'm hoping those guys get healthy and, you know, the Red Wings can get back to normal. One of the things I've always said, like last year, even going into the first game of the season, the Red Wings started their season last year, three and one, but they were decimated with injuries. And, yeah. and you know what, I don't care what team it is. If you're the Tampa Bay lightning and you lose seven, eight, nine guys, and most of them on your defensive core, you're not going to win in this league. So mm. the coaches will never use that as a mistake, but as a broadcaster, I can bring it up. And um, you know, that's reality. That really is. Uh you mentioned those new guys. Did you, I'm sure you caught Dylan Larkin's quote the other day about uh, the new additions on the back end actually wanting the puck. I thought that was a really crazy thing to actually hear from his mouth. But like you just mentioned, like those guys in big time moments last year, they shriveled up. They didn't want the puck. They didn't want the guy that was, they didn't want to be the guy that was going to make the mistake because there was just this general feeling of one of us is going to, and I don't want it to be me. Well, veteran players, they, like I said, they've been through the wars. They've been through the battles. They don't get rattled when there's pressure by the other team's four checkers. So you get guys like Mark Stahl has been in the league for, for a long time and John Merrill and, and uh, you know, all these other guys, I mean, they can make plays. I mean, they're not going to get rattled. And, you know, the problem last year is, you know, Jonathan Erickson was at the end of his career. I mean, and, and then you have Madison Bowie out there. He was not a, a veteran defenseman and, you know, you turn the puck over, you can't get it out. And, you know, the worst thing you can do, I think, is just play that puck around the boards and try to get it to your forwards because your forwards then are standing still and you got to get them on the move, you know? So these guys, when they're veterans, you can get the puck to the forwards and you can get them out instead of just rattling it hard off the glass and you can start making plays and you get out of your own zone. And that's the difference that I've seen so far from this team. Yeah. And uh, it didn't translate well in the two games against Chicago, but hopefully they can play a little better defensively in the two games coming up against Dallas. Are you surprised that we haven't seen uh Chalowski or Lindstrom yet? Um, and I thought Gustav Lindstrom was really good last year. I did you know, too. He came yeah, in, I'm really high on him. Yeah, you know what, Nolan? He didn't look out of place. He really didn't. I thought he played pretty steady. But again, um, when you've got the veterans back there, I mean, I mean, what I, I, I see what Steve Eiserman is doing right now. What he's trying to do right now is getting this team to be more competitive. And let's face it, Gustav Lindstrom's going to be a defenseman of the future. Mm. You know, Dennis Chalowski you know, he might be one of those guys that's a defenseman of the future. The problem with Dennis is that he's got to play better in his own zone. He's very gifted offensively. He can skate, but in, in the NHL, you got to be good on the defensive side of the puck too. And that's the area that he's got to continue to learn and get better at. Um, but with that said, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of good players in, 
you know, that are coming up that Red Wing fan that, that are going to be Red Wings for a long period of time. It's just that it's going to take some time. And what we're trying to do right now, I think with the Red Wings is we're trying to have a stopgap, bringing veteran players in that know how to play the game. They're not going to be here five years down the road, but they're going to add some stability to the team that's, you know, competing right now. All right. Just got to jump in here again to talk to you guys real quick about betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place that has there that we trust uh, to place our Super Bowl bets in just a couple of weeks. Only one place that we trust to place our money on uh, NHL and NBA games or place a bet on whether Jeff Blaschel is going to be the first coach fired uh, in the NHL this season. 800 uh, minus 800 odds, by the way. You might want to jump on that sooner rather than later. Uh, and that is betonline.ag. Do you want to hear a sad story, Ethan? A, a, a gambling tale of caution, if you totally. will. Yeah, totally. I got, I, so the, the folks at betonline.ag gave us a, a pretty nice bonus uh, when we signed up. And I, I was like, you know what? It's free money. I'm going to put it all on one team and then just be done with it and we'll see what happens because there are special rules and things like that. I put it all on the bills, bad decision. But Ooh. if I won, I would have won like a thousand dollars last night. Uh, and that was really that the idea of that was really, really awesome. Unfortunately it didn't come into fruition, but that's another story. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. Also got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar ever. I have had one for breakfast already. I'm probably going to have one late at night after everybody goes to bed. I told you guys I got the sprained ankle. Can't really leave. Been living off nothing but Built Bars uh, for the last two weeks. And quite frankly, I've never looked better. Uh, my face is glowing. I'm losing you know, weight left and right. I can finally shave my face because I don't you know, feel like I need to cover it up anymore. And it's all thanks to Built Bar. But here's the thing, guys. You must be thinking, these things probably taste terrible. What what could possibly be good about something that gives you 18 grams of protein and only 130 calories? Well, to that I say, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and all these bars are soft and easy to chew. Get that through your head. And if you don't believe me, just try it out for yourself. When you go to BillPar.com right now and use promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get a 20% uh, off of your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Fender off gives him the business. All right. And before segment three kicks off, just want to let you guys know that since 2020 is mercifully over, it is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, then just listen to lockdown bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Just subscribe to lockdown bets, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right. Well, Ken, thank you so much for your time. I do have one last question. This is kind of a sappier, uh, like me being a fan of yours type of question. So I hope we're, I hope we're cool with that. Uh, but I was just curious if you have ever, I guess, you know, considered or, or think about, or even can never wrap your head around, like how many moments in people's lives you've just amplified and allowed to live on forever in memory because, you lent your voice to the moment. And I was thinking this, like not even in the sense of, you know, your greatest calls or big goals or, you know, whatever it may be, but 
I was thinking your your tweet earlier about the first hockey game you ever attended uh, threw some nostalgia onto me. And I was thinking about the the games that I used to attend when I was a kid. And whenever I think back to um, attending games, attending Red Wings games with my with my dad as a kid, the the first thing I think of every single time is I've just come out of the the long tube at the Gordie Howe entrance. I'm standing on that upper platform. I got my dad's. I'm holding my dad's hand. My other hand, I have like my ticket in my hand. It's a steel grip. And uh, I hear your voice telling Red Wings fans not to bring firearms into the arena. <laughs> and, and, and I'm truly grateful for it because it is a gripping moment of nostalgia that, it, that would be lost on me without that. And I, I'm just curious to know, I'm sure you've been asked this before. I'm sure you, you might even think about it often yourself, but just, I guess, the, the passing impact maybe more so than the uh the active one well you, you know what um I, I i love the game and and when i was what, what was i uh let's see 12 years old in 1969 that moment in my life still stays with me today that's why i tweeted it out you know it's 52 years ago today that i saw my first red wing game and it made such a big impact in my life and like you going out of Joe Lewis arena in the tube. I mean, that's important to you. For me, I remember coming out on Hooker Avenue into the parking lot on Grand River. And, and so, so my life is like yours, except I'm in another time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you weren't even born yet, but, but I still had the same feelings that you had uh, going out of Joe Lewis arena, except my feelings were at Olympia, you know, and, and um uh, if you love what you do and if you love the game, like I love the game and I love the fans, um, I never, I never ever thought that I would be in this position in my life where I would be the radio voice of the Red Wings for 26 years. Look, I grew up a kid on the West side of Detroit. I love baseball. I love hockey. I love the Red Wings. Um, you know, I just so managed to go to broadcasting school at Wayne State, got a got a job at Michigan. And then the next thing you know, Mr. Illich hires me to be the Red Wing guy. And I just wanted like the Lions, like I hope they I hope they make it to the Super Bowl and I hope they win in my lifetime. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm hoping. Yeah, you, you but, picked the one thing to not hang your hat on in this town. But, you know, but, but the thing is, is I remember telling my friends, I'm going like, you know, I want to see the Red Wings win a Stanley Cup. And let's yeah. face it, in the 70s, it was like the Lions, like you're going through some just bad times, you know. Little did I think that the next time the Wings would win the Cup, I would be the one that would be announcing That's the so Stanley crazy. Cup victory. So so I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. Uh, life's been good to me. And um, I just love what I do, you know. And, and again, I had big shoes to fill. When I came in, Bruce Martin was a Hall of Fame voice for 32 years. Before him, it was Bud Lynch. So so there was a lot of pressure coming in, you know what I mean? Like when yeah, I came in, no I, I mean, I mean, it's like coming in after Ernie Harwell. How do you do it? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, you it, you just so so I just said, look, I'm gonna do the best that I can do. I'm just gonna go in there. I'm gonna be myself, and and hopefully the fans will like hearing what what Ken Cal's calls are, and 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 sure enough, they did. So here we are, 26 years later. I'm on your show. 26 years ago, I don't even know if you were born yet, Nolan. I wasn't. I was not. <laughs> but here we are, right? Here we yep. are. We're talking. 
and um, you know, life's been good. So um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll continue, and I'm hoping I've got four Stanley Cup rings, and I want one for the thumb. So that would be good. There we go. There we okay. go. Well, your passion, your love for the game is is ever oh so evident. And and again, thank you for you know being that one of the constants in people's lives because uh, well, especially you. at a time like this, people appreciate it now uh, more than ever. And we are blessed with some of the best here in the motor city. So go follow him on Twitter at Ken Kale DRW, go listen to his radio broadcast, go listen to his pre and post game shows with uh, Paul Woods, go listen to his morning skates with Carly Johnson, Carly Johnson, yep. with Carly and, Johnson, and the four check show with Daniela Bruce and the four check show with Daniela Bruce. Thanks so much, Ken. All right. Thanks, Nolan. And thank you, Ethan. Pleasure to be on with you guys tonight. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.